As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Make sure that it's in line with the area. You know, if we're in a high flood area or hail area, you want to make sure they've got proper coverage for roofs. Flood area, what sort of flooding are we covered for and not covered for? And there's a lot of nuances there. Not that I'm an expert by any means, but I'll just read it and then ask questions. Isn't it just the best when a software comes out that makes your life easier, makes you more money, and by the way, it's free? Well, welcome to Stessa, today's best ever sponsor. Stessa is a smarter income and expense tracking software for property owners. It allows you to track, manage, and communicate the performance of your real estate assets. So basically, it helps you make more money by looking at your properties in one dashboard. It's a beautiful dashboard, by the way. And it shows you the KPIs, the key performance indicators that you care about. What's the value? How much cash flow are you getting? What's the debt that you have on the properties? What are you bringing in monthly? What are you bringing in annually? And it allows you to have a quick snapshot, not only of your properties, but also come tax time, it's a breeze because you can scan receipts and invoices directly from the phone app and Stessa will automatically read and categorize them for you. No more data entry. It's been talked about in Forbes, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and all it takes is just a few minutes to add your properties, link the accounts, and everything updates in real time. Without Stessa, I was looking at my portfolio on an infrequent basis. I'm talking about my single-family home portfolio. I got three single-family homes, and I didn't realize that I had trapped equity. But if I was looking at it from a dashboard that Stessa has, then I would have realized that, hey, I got a portfolio value of X and I've got debt on it of Y. Holy cow, look at all this trapped equity. I'm missing out. And with Stessa, that won't happen. So go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. And it's free. It's free. Stessa.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Steve Brenton. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Steve. He is the founder of Velocity Capital which focuses on large multifamily syndications. He's a partner in 14 apartment syndications, totaling 1,700 units, and we'll break that down for you from an LPGP side, 1,100 as an LP, a limited partner, 
and 608 as a general partner based in Boston, Massachusetts. With that being said, Steve, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. I started in 2012 in real estate investing after watching my portfolio go down with the financial crisis of 2008. I saw it coming back slowly, but it just wasn't coming back as quickly as I'd like. And I had always done sort of the hold on to your portfolio. It's all going to come back. You have to listen to everyone's financial advice there. And I finally got tired of it after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was a good clue as to what other people are doing. And went out and bought a triplex and then a duplex and then another triplex. And it just kept going. But then I slowly was realizing that this is like having another job because I was self-managing. And that's when I got into the passive investment space, uh, buying into projects or apartment buildings that were sponsored by other folks. And they were doing all of the heavy lifting. And I was just simply a limited partner making a great return. Before we get into the second half of the story, I imagine, which is you on the GP side, pros and cons of investing in a triplex versus a passive investor in a syndication. So I'll go with the pros. I think in the end, if you're self-managing, you can probably make a bit better of a return because you are going to get all of the tax benefits, the mortgage pay down, the appreciation, et cetera, plus your cash flow. So all in all, it's probably a little bit better depending on your market, but it also comes with a lot of headaches. It's a fair amount of work. So I still do own some of those apartments and I just sold off some just to make it a bit more manageable for me. So that's the pros of ownership. On the syndication side or, or being a passive investor, I literally do the analysis upfront. So I do have to vet the project sponsor and the project itself or the apartment complex. Once I have written that check and I've decided to invest, I'm pretty much hands-off for three, four, five years, whatever it is, and the mailbox money just comes in. And you mentioned perhaps better returns on the triplex. I was just looking at my single-family home portfolio. I have three single-family homes. I've had them since seven to nine years. And this year, year year-to-date, I've made $951 in total across all three of them because of when someone moves out and there's an expense and mortgage and property management, et cetera. So from a better return standpoint, are your deals value-add deals or what allows your triplexes to get slightly better returns? I also have a single family, but on most of these, I did buy them where there were there was at least a little distress. One of them in particular, I did a gut rehab on a triplex. So yeah, there was a lot of construction management up front. Mm-hmm. And now they're cash flowing about 10 to 12% for each of them. And it's in the Boston area. So all in, you're in at three hundred dollars to $400,000. So you invested in 1,100 units as a limited partner. And is that still your focus? Or since you are in 608 as a GP, now you're focused on the GP side? I'm still doing a bit of both, actually. I literally just signed up as a passive investor, again, limited partner in a syndication out of Texas. It's a great operator there. We're between buying and selling a house. So we've got a bit of money to invest on the sale of our old house. So I jumped on that one just as a passive investor because I want to put my money to work. I also invest, I would say, as a limited partner in my own syndicated deals because I want to have skin in the game as well. So very much still active in the passive side of it. But then what happened was after investing in a dozen of these things over the course of five, six years, I got to know some of the syndicators pretty well, got a bit under the covers. One of them is here in Boston, so we're very friendly. 
And I started realizing how much there is to gain as the syndicator. And I also had a lot of friends and family who wanted to be involved. And I was steering them toward these other passive deals that I was getting into. But in the end, they wanted to invest with me on my properties, which was a bit of a nudge that I needed to start looking at what other possibilities there were where I could be the lead. I can get the greater returns and I could also help friends and family. Yeah, 608 as a general partner. How many apartment communities is that? So the 608 is three communities. My first deal was 130 units in Texas. Then we did another 90 units and then 388. Where in Texas is the 130? The 130 is in San Antonio. Okay. And then the 90? Tyler, Texas, and then back in San Antonio again. Got it. All right. So I'm the contract at the moment for 152 units down in Georgia. Okay. You said 152? 152. Okay. Where in Georgia? That's Thomasville. So it's down in the southwest corner by Tallahassee. Okay. So you live in Boston, Massachusetts. Your first GP deal was in San Antonio. And then you go way out in East Texas, in Tyler, Texas. San Antonio is not East Texas. And then you go back to San Antonio and now you're in Georgia. The main question is how are you finding these deals all over the U.S.? So we'll go with that. Okay. So primarily when investing in these investments, for me as a passive investor, I've always considered the general partner first. Who's the operator? Who am I putting my trust in to ensure that the deal is going to go well, ensure that they've picked a good market, et cetera, et cetera. There's so much that goes into that. So now that I've become more active, I went and got a, a ton of training, worked my tail off trying to understand this business. And what I realized was it's going to be difficult to operate these from Boston. So I reached out to a lot of operators, people that I've invested with in the past, as well as others that I've met through a couple of different masterminds that I'm in. And what I'm looking for there are operators with high integrity, a long track record of success, folks that I know they're going to do what they set out to do. So with that trust, I'm able to then partner with them. And what I have here in Boston is the ability to raise capital. So that's what I'm bringing to that partnership. Got it. Okay. So you found the operators through relationships and they find the deals. And then your primary role in the partnership is to bring money to the transaction so that they can close on the deals and they can operate it successfully. Correct. Yeah. And over time, that's also evolved a bit. So I'm getting more involved in the underwriting of the deal. So right up front, looking at the numbers, helping with assumptions, talking to the property management companies that are in the market, also getting involved in the actual due diligence, physical on-site due diligence, and you know, signing on the loans to be a, a co-sponsor as well. So it does continue to evolve. And eventually I would like to be the sponsor myself at some point, but all of this that I'm telling you is all being done as I'm still working a full-time job. Ha! I didn't know that. What's your full-time job? What industry? I am in a biotech company and I manage the IT systems for the commercial aspects of the business. How much have you invested in your training for multifamily, not IT stuff? So I've gone to several sort of weekend courses. You know, those were not a lot of money, but you're gone for the weekend. You got to pay for your travel, all that. That seems to be the first step that most people take, sort of these weekend boot camps. And there's a lot of value there initially. Then I got into coaching. So I, I signed up as a coaching student. 
and a lot of folks know where I'm doing that, so I don't want to throw numbers out there. But let's say coaching in general across the bunch that I've looked at can range from five to $15,000. And then I've also jumped into a couple of masterminds. And again, those can be anywhere from 10 to 20,000. I think there's probably some that are far higher than that. Mm -hmm. And you're in multiple masterminds where you've invested at minimum 10K to be in? Correct. And you said you're a coaching student. Who are you a coaching student of? So I signed up with Rod Cleef. Got it. Cool. And when you take a look at the investment that you've made for all the training, for the weekend boot camps, the one-on-one stuff, the masterminds, approximately how much have you invested in total? That's funny. I should have calculated this well in advance of this interview, but I would say 25K is the minimum. It's probably closer to 35, 40. Okay. So let's go on the high end. Let's just say 40K. You've invested 40K. With the Jeep on just the GP side of things, approximately how much money have you made as a result of being a GP to date on 608 units? I would say about 125. I'm sorry, it'll be 125 when I close this new property here in December. And that's over what period of time since you started the training? That is almost a year to date since I started coaching. The training, probably another six months prior to that. Got it. And the reason why I ask, and I believe we just met on this call, right? I think we had, okay, yeah, <laughs> make sure. I meet a lot of people. So the reason why I ask is I didn't know where the conversation was going. And it's just interesting to hear the thought process of people who choose to do training and going to weekend boot camps and traveling all over and how they think about an investment of their dollars into that versus people who think, oh, this is too expensive, not going to do it. And ultimately, that's why I was asking about the return on your investment for this. And it's three times. Yeah. I mean, and so let me also clarify a couple of points there. So sure. that's the money that I made just this year. So going into the deal, you get various parts of that general partnership. One of the things that I'm also gaining there is equity in the deal. Yeah. And all of these deals are heavy value add. So in the end, we're making a lot of money on the back end. Right. If the project goes well, the sponsors are then going to be compensated for bringing together a complex project at the end of that project when it sells. So I have probably sitting on half a million dollars in equity that, again, if all goes well and we have every intention of meeting our goals, I'll have that payout in five years from now. The 130 units in San Antonio, the first one that you were on the GP side, how was that structured on the GP side where you brought the equity? So in that case, generally on these deals, the equity or the you know, bringing in the money to get the deal closed is about 30% of the general partnership. So if the deal requires $2 million in a capital raise for your down payment, because the bank's only going to finance 80% or 75%, then it's also the capital. We try to raise the money for the CapEx up front. So we're never strained for capital. So when we bring in that money and say it's a $2 million raise, I do half of that, I bring in a million, then I would get 15% of the general partnership just for the capital raise piece. And of course, again, you can earn additional general partnership by being involved in the due diligence, the underwriting, and some of the other aspects. The 152 units, this will be the fourth deal that you're a GP on. Has that structure evolved? And if so, how from the first one? It's only evolved in that I am trying to get more and more involved from the beginning. So when they're first looking at the property and they think they have a winner, 
let's talk about that underwriting and how might we make it a better return for investors or how may we de-risk it with perhaps the way that we're going to finance the property or in many of the assumptions that we can make around raising rents, et cetera, so that in the end, we end up under-promising, over-delivering. You're in 1,700 units as an LP and a GP. What's something that's gone wrong? A couple of those deals, I jumped in probably a little too quickly, mostly on the development side, and we all know there's a bit more- oh, development. Right? <laughs> Some of those were amazing. So I made 30%, 35% in yep. several of those deals. So the one that went a bit sideways, it took a lot longer than we expected. There was an insurance claim. I won't get into too many details there, but in the end, we got all of our money back. I think I got maybe a 5% return over 18 months. So I didn't lose any money. I certainly didn't gain, but it, it did teach me a bit of a lesson. And that's one of the ones that I got in early on. Another lesson was my very first commercial multifamily. It was a six unit property. And I went into that one knowing it was in a bit of a rough neighborhood. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be able to help people by providing a nicer place to live. And, and I'll clean up the neighborhood a bit. And by starting with my properties, it was basically three duplexes all on one larger lot. And I did achieve those things. I did have a much better place to live. I'm providing this wonderful service for the people that live there. But in the end, I think about that and I say, well, at what cost? What, what could I be doing instead of all the hassles and the annoyance and the work that I had to do in that place and continue to do? I think I'd have a really good property manager there who, who's now kind of running the show. So I'm a bit more hands-off, but I like to give back and to do other things. And I think my energy is much better served or spent there. Yep. Opportunity cost. That's for sure. I've been there as well. In terms of the 5% return over 18 months, what's something that the general partner could have done differently, in your opinion, to have a better outcome with the deal? In that case, it was mainly there was an insurance policy that wasn't fully vetted. It didn't quite cover what they thought it covered. And there's a debate whether it was the agent or, or the insurance broker or whatever, but in the end could have gotten better insurance or could have been certain that they were getting enough insurance. Mm -hmm. And then I think more importantly is when the deal started to go sideways, the partner went a little silent on us mm. and it took a little bit of prodding, but then there was more communication. But at that time when it was you know, no communication, everyone was thinking the worst. Yep. And, you know, in the end, it wasn't the worst. It's not horrible to only make 5% of your money. I could live with that, but it's not communicating enough or often enough and with enough detail. Mm -hmm. So again, out of all these things you take from the various partners that you work with or the limited partnerships that you join and understand what it is that you want to do or, or not want to do when it's your turn to have that risk come to fruition, which again, we all try to mitigate, but eventually something happens. Mm -hmm. and so what are you going to do about it? How are you going to communicate? Also, in, even in your due diligence and your underwriting upfront, how are you going to ensure that you avoid these things? Very helpful, both those points. And from an insurance policy standpoint, what's something that you do with your deals now to mitigate that risk from happening on your deals? To me, it's, I want to actually read the insurance policy and just make sure that it's in line with the area. You know, if we're in a high flood area or hail area, you want to make sure you know, they've got proper coverage for roofs. Flood area, what sort of flooding are we covered for and not covered for? And there's a lot of nuances there. Not that I'm an expert by any means, but I'll just read it and then ask questions. Based on your experience as a real estate investor, both on the LP and GP side, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? 
I would go with checking your mindset. So there's a story that I have in particular where I went and defined my goals. I'm going to own X number of units and I'm going to be able to retire early and all these things that I had thought of. And I spoke about those with my family. And I have three boys. One of them's now in college. The oldest son kept asking me, you know, when are you going to go big? This is when I had those 16 units still. I had sold one at the time, but I hadn't really bought anything large yet. And he kept asking, and I kept putting him off. You know, I have responsibility and I have family to feed, et cetera. All those stories I told myself. And then one day at dinner time, he just says, when are you going to stop being such a, and I'll say wimp, but that's <laughs> not the word you use. God. And this is when he's a senior in high school. Oh, oh man. So I had to take a good hard look at myself in that moment. And he was 100% right. I had already researched. I had done training. I knew everything about this business or it's not everything, everything I needed to know mm -hmm. in order to go and succeed at it. What I didn't have is the right mindset. So I didn't realize the things that were holding me back. So sure enough, I went ahead and signed up with Rod Cleef at that moment. I had looked at a bunch of coaching and what I really liked about Rod's or the lifetime uh, cash flow coaching is he has a lot of mindset built into there. It also reminded me of, I think it was Tim Ferriss had something called fear setting. Yep, that's Tim. Goal setting is super important, but at the same time, you need to understand what are your fears. So on the goal side, if you have absolute certainty that you can't fail, what is it that you're going to do? What would you want to accomplish? And then you have to look at the opposite side of that, which is, what are the things that you're afraid of? What are your fears that might prevent you from going and doing that thing, actually accomplishing it? That's super important. And then, of course, once you list it out and you can start looking at ways to prevent it or to fix whatever that is that might go wrong, it brings things into a better light. All that said, I would say that I was on the precipice. I was almost ready, which is why I think he said that to me, so that when I did sign up for coaching, it was just like putting gasoline on the fire. Yep. And I know a lot of people sign up for coaching and maybe they don't have their head on straight yet or they're not ready yet and they may not do well, but trust me, it's not the coaching. That's more about your mindset. And Tim Ferriss has a TED Talk on that. So you just if everyone listening, if you want to watch that or listen to it, just Google Tim Ferriss TED Talk and he might have been two by now, but you'll figure it out. One of those two talks about fear setting. Yeah, TED Talks in general. So I did a stint a couple of years back where I just listened to a ton of those. Yep. So I'm sure Tim was in there, but there's a lot of really good ones on mindset. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Tony Robbins, Ted Talk is another really good one. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Finally, there's a simple way to track rental performance. Stessa, our best ever sponsor, lets real estate investors track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate portfolios for free. Go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. You'll always know how your properties are performing with this dashboard. It's a beautiful looking dashboard, and it will help you save time with smarter income and expense tracking you don't have to do any more data entry. Just upload the stuff directly from your phone. It tracks it in real time. Get organized for tax time with tax-ready financials so you can download them instantly. This thing was built by investors for real estate investors. It's been featured in all the publications you can think of. To get set up with your free account, just add your properties, link your accounts, and everything else updates in real time. Stessa.com forward slash best ever. 
stessa.com forward slash best ever to get started. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Corino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more. Best ever book you've recently read. I just recently reread The One Thing by Gary Keller. Best ever deal you've done that we haven't talked about in detail yet? Other than the three family that I got renovated, but that's not as interesting. The first deal in, in San Antonio, we added value to the point that when we sell this property, it'll be about a $2 million profit. And our plan on that was to do it within about 24 months of renovations. And it's looking like about a year. And that goes back to partnerships. The partner I have there is outstanding. He's on point on every point and really driving that project. And again, to be able to over deliver in such a short period of time for us, it's like a home run. Best ever way you like to give back. So I used to coach a ton. I had three boys, so coaching their soccer teams, hockey teams as they were growing up. Now they're in high school and college. So it's like, well, what do I do now? So I got involved in a local service organization, helping there. I also am thinking, how can I be a force multiplier? So it's not just my activity that helps people in the world, but what I want to do is help people by mentoring them. So I have a lot of friends in this business that I've met over the past year and a half or so. And I'm always open for a phone call, always wanting to mentor and help people along in this business, because I think at some point they'll be just like me. It's, I sit here and think, at some point I'm going to cash in on some of these deals. I'll have a half million dollars in my pocket. How much of that is enough? How much do I need? And at what point am I able to just say, I can write a check and fix a lot of other people's problems. So if I can do that, I hope that the people that I surround myself with and that I mentor will also have that same mindset and do the same thing. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? On the passive side, it was that deal that I didn't fully vet on, on a development deal. On and that, that's the 5% return over 18 months? Yes. What could you have done there on a passive side? Because it sounds like it was an insurance policy or was it something else? It was a, a policy. It was also the, the sponsor wasn't really that experienced. Okay. As far as his own ability to, to manage these things. He had some experience and I took a chance. I knew it going in. But then on my own side, as far as having my own property that I worked on and, and made a mistake, again, I go back to the, the headache of that sixplex I bought. And just not thinking that you can just change the world, right? If it's in a bad neighborhood, it's probably going to stay that way. Or even if it's up and coming, it could be years. And you have to live with the potential brain damage that comes with that. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on? Through my website. My company name is Velocity Capital, but the website is velocitycap.com. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being on the show, talking about how you're on the GP side and still have a full-time job. We started out buying the duplexes and triplexes and then went to the LP side and then went to the GP side on deals, how it is structured from a compensation standpoint, and then the importance of mindset. And if everyone doesn't have an 18-year-old full of testosterone calling them out at the dinner table, then at least we can go watch Tim Ferriss and learn about fear-setting and go about it consciously so that we do continually evolve our mindset. And you mentioned TED Talks. It's something you watched a lot. I did too when I was starting out, and that's another great resource. 
So congrats on what you've been doing. Thanks for being on the show and hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Guarino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.